0: On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Cody and I discuss Derek Stingley Jr. now out due to a hamstring injury and how can Houston move forward in his absence. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Texans fans across the world to a Friday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And as you see it, your team every day. Shout out to our new subscribers, new viewers, new listeners for the first time. Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And to our returning listeners and viewers and family Welcome back to another episode as we continue to talk Texans every day. I'm your Texans football analyst, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Of course, joining me, as always, is Sports Illustrated's own Houston Texans credential media member, Cody Davis. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. A lot of y'all are looking for last-minute Beyonce tickets. Download the Game Time app right now. Create an account. And use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Mm. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. Ain't no
1: last minute tickets for the Queen Bee. I tell you yeah, that for I, sure. I think unless you <laughs> feel like paying
0: three bands for them, you might have to wait until they upload it on YouTube or something. Mm. Uh, right after you watch the Locked On Texans podcast. We got to look into the YouTube comments today. We're going to end off today's show. But Derek Singly, Cody, viewers, mm. listeners, that is the news for the Houston Texans a couple of days after receiving word and finding Mm. out that Tavier Thomas will also be out uh, for an extended period of time for the Houston Texans. We are expecting uh, Graylin Arnold to play the nickel position. That's word from D'Amico Ryans and the defensive coaching staff. Mm -hmm. But, Derek Stingler, who through the course of two weeks, I think only allowed up to two catches, maybe three, only twenty yards. Uh, PFF would like to accredit him to that big play by the tight end, but I don't. I don't look at that after I go back and watch his tape. That wasn't on him. So through the force through the course of the first two games, he only allowed what ten yards per, per, per game. Mm-hmm. That is a crushing blow for a wire. Y- sorry for a cornerback. Excuse me, who has had injury history who has been labeled injury prone, even with his talent that is obviously through the roof. When you look at a corner being able to take out your team's top receiver away from their game plan, losing Derek Stingley is going to be hard, Cody. But mm-hmm. let's talk about that injury. What? How does this impact Houston now? And let's, let's look into, into Derek Stingley.
1: Yeah, so let's just start by just looking into Darius Stingley Jr. And I was told on yesterday that um, this hamstring injury took place on the very last play of practice Wednesday morning. That is part of the reason why matter of fact, that is the reason why he did not pop up on the injury report Wednesday. Um, So of course, Aaron Wilson um, for KPRC, he was the very first one to report this news about Derek Stingley Jr. being out with a hamstring injury, and that came on Thursday morning. So everybody, including Aaron himself because I talked to him, uh, everybody was, of course, surprised by this news. And, John, you know, I, I I really do hate this for Derek Stingley because when we had an opportunity to talk to him during training camp, he just seemed like he was so Energetic. I mean, John, you was there for a couple of days. You saw how healthy he looked. You you saw how good he looked going up against Nico Collins and Robert Woods. And not only that, we saw it through the first two games of the season. According to Pro Football Focus, um, he had a he has had a cover grade of sixty nine point one. But a lot of people, just like you said, you don't want to credit him for that big play to the tight end. So there's a possibility where that cover grade could definitely be a lot how a lot higher. However, this is a cornerback who has only given up three catches on seven targets, and he has only given up 37 yards while only giving up as well eight yak yards. But, John, Derek Stingley has started out this season really, really good, but unfortunately injuries has been the story of of, of Stingley ever since the LSU 2019 championship. As a matter of fact, if we could just go down his – injury history since on in october and november of 2020 he had a high ankle sprain August of 2021, of course, that's the Liz Frank injury. October of 2022, this injury took place. I believe it was either week four or week five in that game against the Los Angeles Chargers. He went down with that shoulder injury. However, he didn't miss time. However, he was limited throughout practice. And of course, everybody knows he missed the final five, six games of his rookie season due to another hamstring injury. And I'm starting to wonder whether or not this is the same hamstring that he ended that he injured last year. And that's very important because I always go back to something that Lovey Smith said when we was asking about the potential return of Derek Stanley, he said, what you don't want to do is rush a hamstring injury because you never know when it's fully healed. Now I understand between the last time we saw Stingley as a rookie all the way up into week one of the 2023 campaign, that's about a total of like six to eight months. However, I just hope that this isn't the same hamstring injury. Because if it is, as of right now, his timetable is somewhere in the ballpark of four to six weeks. However, it could possibly be even longer.
0: Yeah, and that would put Derek Stingley on course to return back to Houston at the earliest. And I think what Houston is going to do is be very precautious with him. You also got to look at D'Amico Ryans, who – came from the San Francisco 49ers, and they had Jason Verrett, who went healthy. I thought Verrett had an opportunity to be a top three premier corner in the NFL, but that was an issue. Super talented, uber talented, but the health was an issue, so I think they're going to take their time with him. Houston does have a bye week um, the week of October 22nd, Mm -hmm. and so that would put Derek Singley at that point five weeks, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and look at the bye week. And that is, when you look at the schedule, Calvin Ridley, George Pickens, I'm not too worried about Atlanta at all offensively, but New Orleans, you look at Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. And so then that fifth week, week seven, would be the bye week. And that could put him on schedule to return, I think, at the safest and earliest against Carolina. But if Houston wants to continue to be very cautious with with him as they should, then I look at Tampa as the first game that he may return, maybe Cincinnati. And that'll put him out at least eight weeks. Um, seven that's weeks still, actually, including a five. I don't want that to be his very first games. Ne- but, but back one to the, of them. you look at uh who Mike Evans right now, who's tearing it up, and then you look at by that time, maybe uh, Jamar Chase and those boys with Joe Burrow, they're on, on the same page. Um, but again, Houston has to be cautious with them. Right now, year two, he is not a guy that I think Houston would extend, nor should they extend, Mm. right? And I think that he's a guy that Houston is going to look at picking up his fifth-year option. Same thing Houston did with Titus Howard. But for Derek Stingley and his franchise, it's time, man. I would not rush him back. He definitely needs to play again this year. But whatever is going on internally with his body, these are the things that you cannot control. It is out of your control. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, what was the what was the rumor that Derek Stingley ran at 40? It would have been like a um, 4-3. 4-3, I think. A four-three. I, I think it was four. These four three, four, two guys, man, Uber talented again, super fast. But those hamstring issues are there with those faster guys, right? Mm-hmm. And so Um, I don't have the numbers behind it, but you see a lot of those hamstrings, but the hamstring injury in itself in general, that's an injury that you got to take your time with. And for Houston right now, we're going to talk about how can they move forward without Derek Singley. It sucks because and you look around the NFL, guys, now you may have Trayvon Diggs with a torn ACL. The Mm -hmm. injuries this season for the Houston Texans alone are at positions where it was top heavy because of that player. And Right now, Houston does not like okay, we can expect Steven Nelson to step up, no question. But now you're looking at a situation where if Grayline Arnold moved down to play nickel, you got Shaquille Griffin, who by the way hasn't been great on with his time on the field. Who's gonna be the next man up for Houston? I think Houston needs to look at we'll talk about how Houston can move forward, but looking at Derek Singley and his and his hamstring injury, it sucks because he came into camp leaner. He came into camp mm. healthier, bigger. He came into camp twitchier. He came into camp looking like this was going to be his breakout year. Confident, and again, excited. All of that. <laughs> and again, mm. PFF would like to accredit him that pass from the tight end. On, the, on I think he slipped. And I want to say that may have been covered cover, too. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. But I don't think so. And so through the course of the first two games, I think he only gave up 10 yards per game. That was a guy that – my boy out in Atlanta, I forget the cornerback's name, he's not going to get a lot of hype, but he's doing his job and he's doing it well. I hate to see this injury, uh, and I, I hope, like Tavier Thomas, for Derrick's going to have a speedy recovery. <laughs> Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful, guys. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, hey, hint, hint, music, comedy, and theater near you. So listen, killer deals on last-minute tickets. The best price guaranteed. You don't got to stress over the tickets, and you can now start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They got flash deals and last-minute tickets all the time. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every event, kind of event in your area, images of the seat view so you know exactly where you're sitting, lowest price guaranteed, even cancellation protection, job loss protection, and much more. Download the GameTime app and create an account. Use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Are you missing the serve for your pancakes or you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can now get what you want right when you need it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week on last minute orders and cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver uh, your restaurant favorites and now you can get delivery grocery deliveries that will come right to your door. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood, like HEB, and boost your local economy with each and every order. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to $20, a $20 value when you choose uh, DoorDash and use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer. terms and conditions apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL. Jacksonville
1: Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, one of the up and
0: quarterbacks in the league. What
1: are some of the intangibles that you see um, going into this matchup? Uh, they're very uh, dynamic offense, you know what I mean? they got a lot of weapons. they got a good quarterback, you know what I mean? So we just got to make sure we build our stuff yeah. How, um, You know, you, you played against the Jazz and Trevor Lawrence last season. How much do you think that dynamic is going to change with them ever adding Calvin Ridley to the team? Oh,
0: uh, yeah, he's a he's a dynamic receiver, you know what I mean? It just gives them another weapon to use. So
1: uh, he's definitely somebody that's going to have to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um third game, but it seemed like you guys going to have Jimmy Ward back, and unfortunately, Jimmy Petrie was still out, but um, what is it going to be like just to have um, Jimmy Ward and, and added into the lineup?
0: Uh, Jimmy's like a,
1: re- a real vocal leader, you know what I mean? So it, it, that'll definitely help, you know, especially on defense. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank That's you, all man. I need. Appreciate Welcome you. back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Friday installment of Locked on Texans. Um, that was just a quick one-on-one interview that I had an opportunity to do with MJ Stewart following yesterday's practice, and John, I really thought that this game was going to be one of the most competitive games for the Houston Texans. And, you know, there were, part of me really thought that Maybe just maybe the Texans could win their first game of the 2023 campaign. Yes, I understand on the crossover show with our boy Wig. I did pick the Jacksonville Jaguars to win, but I believe I only had them winning by three. However, with the news of Derek Stingley Jr., along with the news from early on in the week with Tavier Thomas. And by the way, um, Jalen Petrie will not be playing in Sunday's game. I just believe that there are just too many of your top defensive backs that's going to be out and you're going up against Trevor Lawrence, one of the most up-and-coming quarterbacks in the league. And not only that, you take a look at their wide receiving core highlighted by Kelvin Ridley and Christian Kirk.
0: I'm looking at Houston and I'm thinking to myself, get Cameron Dansler on the phone. Like <laughs> right, right, right now, um, he just signed to the Saints practice squad a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. When you look at Cameron Dansler. In the one preseason game, ironically against the New Orleans Saints, to end it off, uh, two catches allowed for 26 yards, according to PFF. He did have an interception that game as well, I two of that. the four targets. So, and I thought, I thought, honestly, I thought Cameron Dantzler was a guy that was going to make the team. They brought him in late, and I thought they obviously liked him. Mm-hmm. The skill set, we go back to his time in Minnesota. Uh, Every time I say Minnesota, I think about Joe Biden. But You go back to his time in Minnesota through the course of the first three seasons, three years of his career, uh, the last two only allowed 311 yards in 2021, 396 in 2022, playing over 500 snaps in both seasons. In 2021, he played in over 600 snaps, nearly 700. Two touchdowns allowed. You look at 2022, 10.2 yards per catch. 21 9.4 yards per catching. So he's a guy that I think will be serviceable for Houston. And I think there's an opportunity for him to be more than serviceable here in Houston. And I say bring him in ASAP because number one, right now, we look at this depth chart. Okay. If there's no Derek Stingley, if there's no Tavier Thomas, that leaves you right now with Graylin Arnold, who will be moving. It's originally a safety, moving to nickel, Steven Nelson, Shaquille Griffin. Kadar Holman, that's on the depth chart right now. Mm -hmm. And if I'm missing somebody, let me confirm before I move forward, on the uh, defensive side of the ball, D'Angelo Ross uh, for Houston and Alex Austin, Jacoby Francis, a very weak group. And that's not a shot at them. But if not for this immediate game, and I know it's difficult because you got to get prepared right now and bring in somebody – that even though was on your team during the preseason, not necessarily a part of your practice squad here in Houston, so maybe out of the loop, at some point between now and next week, Houston needs to sign a cornerback. And I'll tell you why mm-hmm. this is important. There was an issue when I said I'm not necessarily trusting the linebacker group. If somebody gets hurt or somebody isn't performing, what's going to happen? Well, we're seeing that. Right, you're seeing Denzel Perryman didn't practice On on Thursday, guys, and I don't think he's playing Cody Sunday. No, if if he don't show up to practice on Friday, then he's not playing. So now you're looking at a situation. Wow, depth again is an issue. The injuries for Houston has been the storyline, but I think somewhere in their storyline, the big part of that plot is the depth has been the next man up hasn't been addressed. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at for Houston. If you're going to go outside of your of your roster, of your franchise, of your building, which when we talked about Tavia Thomas, that was a question mark for me. If you guys remember, I said, I don't think Houston's going to go outside. And at that point, maybe they didn't have to. But now with Derek Stingley, and you got how many games you're going to be missing with your top corner, if not Steven Nelson, you know, 1A, 1B, you got to go bring a body in, somebody that can contribute. And again, Cameron Danceler is a guy that, Damico Ryan's, uh, Matt Burke, and this defense had an opportunity to coach, seen him in live action versus mm-hmm. the preseason game, versus the Saints in the preseason game. And he was able to contribute in that game as well. I thought he I thought he played well. If too. not, Cameron Dashler, listen, Cody, you may remember this, but some of y'all may have forgotten. Uh-oh, don't remember do what I, it. I, I know where you're going. <laughs> remember when I mentioned bringing home the hometown kid and William Jackson the 3rd hmm Y'all know that boy <laughs> from the north side? Right now he is currently still – he had a visit with somebody this week. He is still currently a free agent. And I think it comes down to the numbers game. You know, contractually, what can we put our money in the most where we can maximize that potential without not maybe necessarily having to overspend which while Nick Casario is still general manager at some point throughout <laughs> this season, we'll talk about that. But Stop. while he is still the general manager of this team, Cody, what was the highlight from Nick Casario this off season? You got to see how the money and how the potential of that player matches with what we're trying to do here in Houston. That was early mm-hmm. in the office. I think that was like in January, or February. So he's still running the show. And because of that, and because of his philosophy, you got got to look at the money and see how it plays out. But I don't think Houston can move forward without bringing in an outside cornerback. And if you're going to compete, bring in the player with the most potential to maximize this defense and its potential.
1: I 100% agree. But, John, here's the only issue with that. There's nobody that they're going to sign on the free agency market to help contain the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, and I'm just looking at the two guys right now that's going to be the quote-unquote next man up. Um, Shaq Griffin, a guy who I was high on when the Texans brought him in as a free agent, but ever since OTAs, I have not seen a Shaq Griffin who was a pro bowler with the seattle seahawks a few years back and not only that this is somewhat of a revenge game for him because we know we was told that his time in jacksonville did not end on good terms and that's part of the reason why they released him however the next guy that i'm looking at graylin arnold now before moving on i had an opportunity to ask coach domico ryan's What has he seen out of Graylin Arnold throughout training camp and throughout these first couple of weeks of practice throughout the regular season that has given him the confidence that Graylin Arnold can step in and fill in this vacancy for Tavier?
0: Graylin, he's earned the right to get reps. Graylin has been with us from the start every day. Graylin is a hard worker. He's there. He's dialed in to what we're asking him to do. Graylin's still a good football player. He flies around, plays physical, so I know Graylin will do well with the role.
1: I've always been high on Graylin Arnold dating back to last season. However, John, there's two issues that I see with Graylin as of right now. First and foremost, John, really quick, what is his natural position?
0: Safety. With Safety. that being, and, and To go even further into that, since 2020, Graylin Arnold has only lined up as an outside cornerback four times
1: (laughs) and that's where i was going next not only is he's going is he going through a position change right now but he's also Mm -hmm. he he doesn't have the experience and when you take a look at what the jacksonville jaguars like to do i mean if they put christian kirk in the slot that is a guy that literally had like 110 yards 111 yards during their week one victory so Experience is really going to hurt grilling, which means the safety, the, the secondary position is going to take another decline. That isn't looking good at all.
0: Uh, so Christian Kirk, I know he he, he had a 110 versus the Chiefs mm-hmm. uh, this past Sunday, not the coast, but he still put up 100. He plays it. Oh, in so, okay. Cool. He, yeah, he's in that uh, slot position. But for for Houston, you still got to look at you playing the Golden Boy, right? Trevor Lawrence, one of the Golden Boys, uh, Sunshine. But Kirk uh, Ridley, uh, I don't trust the linebacker to be able to stop Evan Ingram. They gotta get bodies. They gotta get gotta get bodies, man. And it's just, it's just at this point, the injuries I think have sucked the entire life out of the season to this point. Hmm. Now you're gonna get a lot of these guys back. And that's great, but across the board, moving forward without Derek Stingley, you're not even top-heavy anymore. You have one guy out there that you can trust, and this is an opportunity for Nick Casario to go out there and make a move that makes sense, that's financially smart, but to still put your team in a position to where they can compete and if another body goes down, you still have somebody that you can trust to step up. Right now, who on this team can you trust to step up? Not name Steven Nelson at that position. Prize picks, prize picks, prize picks. Won't you make you some money when you place an entry with prize picks? The most fun I've had winning 25 times my money. My money. This football season, y'all know I got a baby on the way. And you know what? I need a little extra dough, you know. Got a baby shop, Got things I got to plan for. So I'm trying to take $10 and flip it into $250 with just a few taps. You picked the over-under. You're not betting against other people. You're betting against the projections available. Point. I have picked Nico Collins to go over a certain amount of reception yards the past two weeks. Shout out to Nico Collins, because because of that, I got some extra dough in my pocket. So listen, with Prospects, it's easier now. They got offers weekly on different promotions like Taco Tuesday. You can now use Apple Pay for a quick and easy deposit into your account this football season. Just go to Prospects.com. It's not hard. You sit on the couch anyhow, just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first-time deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code. Listen, you here, first time here, use promo code locked on NFL for a first-time deposit match up to $100. You don't want to miss out on this welcome back in locked on texans listeners and viewers to this friday episode before we close out today's show a couple of days ago we had a podcast <laughs> entitled how houston texans damian pierce has houston texan damian pierce been the most disappointing disappointing player two weeks into the season and don't run from the smoke <laughs> I'm not, gonna run until I'm not gonna run from it. Uh, so a couple of comments were made from that show, and I think one of them that I would like to talk about is my boy X Davis, 2759, one of uh since day one. Wow. So shout out to X, my man, uh, one of my the, the my favorite you know listeners and viewers. It's what he said <laughs> common sense is just not common anymore. Where is data at the left guard? Why is Josh Jones playing left guard? I, you know, that last game, Josh Jones played uh left tackle. When stuff makes all the sense and nothing is being done, you have to blame the coach. The offensive line is horrible. Not playing his players, uh, playing the players to their strengths. Damian Pierce is him, bro. Stop it, Mr. Hickman. I say <laughs> about 80% of the time, every time he gets the ball, he is met by a defender in the backfield. Barry Sanders wouldn't have a hard time. Would have a hard time running behind his line. They have to find an offensive line coach. Also, Sheena Herrera seven four seven. I'm really starting not to like y'all show. We mm. all know what's going on with the O line. So how do y'all want him to run when he don't have the people for him to run? Uh, another got one. Another one. Oh, another one. No, no, I got <laughs> killed. Oh, my man, Peter Grinell, Grinello, eighty-four, seventy-nine. Um, uh, maybe damien thinks y'all have been the most disappointing sports media personnel in Houston. Mm. How about that? <laughs> well, I could. Well, I can definitely tell you. Um.
1: That's not true. That last one is definitely not true. I don't know, man. Trust um, me on that one, Cody. Before I take it, you got anything you want to say? No, because first and foremost, take the go back every single time y'all put y'all and put John, John. Yeah. or Mister Hickman. Because I'll take it. You know, I I thought for sure I said everything that they said, especially with the offensive line. Like, how do you run behind it? I believe the best example I use that use was. The greatest running back in franchise history, Aaron Foster, couldn't even run behind this offensive line. So make sure y'all take the y'all and address it to John. Yeah, I'll take
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I, I will take it. Uh, you know, one comment I did like, but I also didn't like, man, Mike Wallace, 92 92. I mean, Pierce is still a fourth round pick, so we shouldn't hold him to a higher standard than being a fourth round pick. I don't think that's fair. Uh, I think Damian Pierce is a good player. I think a lot of people got missed missed what I was saying in that episode, and that's okay because if you go back, I did say that you got to put a lot, majority of the blame on offensive line uh, and put some blame on Bobby Slott. But what I'm getting at is if you go and watch the, the games, if Damian Pierce is not able to run north and south, in what other areas has he been able to, to this point, impact the offense I'm not taking a shot of his ability to run the ball I'm not saying the offensive line is perfect I'm not I'm, I am again it's not a part of his game if it's not a part of his game then you know why not or whatever cases but he doesn't impact the offense if he's not doing the one thing that he's good at and for me in 2023 unless your general manager and his coaching staff can put a running back room together to collectively be able to do that, then that's an issue. Uh, and I'm okay with standing by that. Mm, so you're standing 10 toes down. I'm I'm and again I love Damian Pierce more so as a person than a player. Uh but there is some you know inconsistencies there. Uh but not only with Damian Pierce guys with <clears throat> with the Texas offense as a whole. So uh, listen, got two more comments. This was on the episode where another blow to the Houston Texans defense. We talked about Javier Thomas. Um, let's see. The one that I like is, uh, How many NFL games have y'all coached? <laughs> and then it's another one by Frank Johnson, 2493. It's amazing how you talking heads think you know better than D'Amico Ryan's Nick Osirio, the Texas secondary coaches, when it comes to Desmond King. They thought he should be cut. You think it was a mistake, but you're not meeting, but you're not in the meeting if you're not at every practice. You don't see the film that they do, but you think you know better. Amazing Duration Porn. Well, well, let me take this one first. First and please, foremost, please, cause, cause, Desmond I mean,
1: King wasn't cut due to his talent. He was cut, <laughs> and this is literally what we have been told. He was cut due to stuff going on behind the scenes that I'm not about to get into right now. It had nothing to do with his talent. All I was saying in that show was Desmond King is just the latest of, of, all, of all of us hearing they didn't get along with this person in the franchise, they didn't get along with this person on the staff, they didn't get along with, with this important person, so they cut them, and it has happened on multiple occasions under the Nick Casario um tenure. That, 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 that's it, and that's why I said if you go back and you take a look at Desmond King and Tavier Thomas, I think we can all agree that both of those guys since 2020 since 2021, they have been fairly good. But Desmond King has been the better talent out of those two. That's why, when you t- if you go and take a poll, who was the most shocking person to not make the Texans 53-man roster? It was Desmond King. Yeah. We're <laughs> just talking
0: heads. Cody, you're not there every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not there
1: every day. I'm not there you're in not. the day, every day. Um, and then and to Cody, right.
0: Peter Granello, 84-79, who also said he's starting not to like the show. Well... How many NFL games have y'all coached? Zero. How many games have you coached? How many? I think what Cody and I do, you know, especially what I do, I go back and I watch the tape and I'm in the film, right? I don't go off a lot of the numbers a lot of times. The numbers are important. Some of the advanced stats. But we give our opinion. And and I think that at the very least here, it's fair and it's truthful. But – We'll see, man. We love you guys. We do. <laughs> and then thank you for watching uh, yet another episode of the Locked on Texans podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Check me out this Sunday for a post-game reaction on Bleacher Report as I break down how I felt about the game. And we'll see. I still want Houston to pull this game off. I don't want to see Houston go down 0-3. Mm-hmm. Not with all the hype. Not with all the excitement. Not with all the positive changes that were made this offseason. So I want to see them go and fight and get a dub on Sunday, and I want to see Bobby Sloat use the pass to open up the run, right? Do not force the run. Don't force it. Let CJ, who has been your top three player, let him go out there and let the offense run through him. You all Larry, Larry Tunstall will be back on Sunday as well, so that's good news.
1: Mm. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.